Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, April 9th, 2021, episode number 180. Bazinga. Wait, didn't you say bazinga last week? No, you said wowza. You said wowza. Wowza. You're right, bazinga. All right, bazinga's a good one. That's a, what's what's the TV show? Big Bang Theory? Yes, that's what that's from. It was Sheldon. Sheldon. That's Sheldon. Bazinga. It's my my alter ego. Anyway. Is it? No. I was about to say, he likes to read a lot. Well, I guess that would be your alter ego. Yeah, I don't like to read. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to read. That's the problem. I don't know how you to know read. How That's to what read. it is. Stop it. I look at, I look at pictures. Pictures are nice. They're easier. Yes. What's been going on, man? A whole lot. What's been going on with you? Not a whole lot. Just uh <laughs> taking it easy. Got 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 some pictures put together. Got two scrapbooks already done. I got uh, working on I'm still on my 8x10s. I got at least one more to do and then I'm going to get into a little bit smaller pictures. Old Scotty Dubler taking up scrapbooking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Maybe I gotta get outside. I gotta get outside more. So maybe it, it, it's it's warm enough. You'll get around to that. <laughs> Plus, you're gonna be traveling here before too long. Getting back to the races. So uh, when's your next? When's yep. your next? You got one before Atlanta? Doing motocross this weekend here locally, Norman, Oklahoma. Two days outdoor moto. Uh, Have Oklahoma you done State motocross before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Done a little bit of everything. Everything on two wheels. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, motocross, Oklahoma State Motocross Championship Series at Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. And then next weekend, I got some monster trucks. And then I think I'm going to Bristol, Tennessee to watch the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars. And I might do a little work out there, possibly. I'm trying to. We'll see. And then Atlanta. Have we talked about the Bristol race? Did we talk about that last week? No. What did you think about it? I'm torn. I, I I wish, I wish the the race cars would take the windshields out, and they could have really watered the track and made it more like a good wet track. But without windshield wipers and having a windshield in, when the roost comes up when the dirt's wet, they can't see. You know, mm-hmm. in sprint cars, late models, modifieds, they use stack on tear offs just like when you're racing flat track. Reach up, pull the tear off, you can still see. So they couldn't make the track as wet as they needed to. So I thought the first few laps were awesome. They could go in high and low and, and, and really race each other. But then it got dry slick and I, I got bored. I left, especially after the two dirt guys got collected in the same accident, uh, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. I, I lost interest. What I was are you watching for at that point? Uh, yeah, if the dirt guys exactly. aren't in contention. Yeah, right. it, it's, so, it, I loved the idea. I loved the first practice where you saw those cars on the dirt right. you're like holy Sideways. shit like right this right. is this is it and then the rain came which we've all felt being in a flat right. track right. like we know what that does to a, a dirt track so did the people that were there um but i, right. I don't know I, what i loved about it all some people thought it was a shit show some people thought it was awesome what i loved is the minute it ended nascar said we'll be back in 2022 i like Yep. They knew what it was. They knew and, what they, and they're they're gonna bring it back because people like it. Right. And it was a shit show. It it, it was to some extent with the rain, but like some, somewhat, yeah. But what it was a shit show in the fact with the rain that caused the shit show. I think it would have been fine I, with all the other parts that I, you talked about because those are elements right. that you expect and you learn from. I would have 
I would have liked to have seen the qualifying heat races for both the trucks and the cars. Make it interesting. Make it where yep. they have to earn their starting positions instead of relying on points. Mother Nature screwed all that up. So that's not the racer's fault. That's not NASCAR's fault. Um, I like the heat race and main event element. Yep. Going back to dirt racing, that's what dirt racing is about. Um, so it could be better next year. It's the first time they've ever done it. You know, 100%. In 50 years. And that's, that's why I... been on dirt in 50 years. That's why I said that the best part about it was the fact that it ended. They said, we'll be back next year. Because I thought what was going to happen is like, oh, no. It's a shit show. And everybody, you know, everybody there was so... Because it's not what they're used to. Everybody right, was there, right. like, probably hating life. Because they're in mud and, like, it's not... I was watching it like, ha, 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 how do we go right, next right. year? Like, and, right. dude... Just to even, I know everybody's thought about it, everybody's said it out loud, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, to see those bikes with those cars in Bristol. Yep. It, so. We got to make the, that happen. The, the new guy that's in my ears for American Flat Tracks, Brad Jones, you mm -hmm. got to meet him down there at Volusia. Mm -hmm. He's there right now, actually, and he said the bikes would be so ridiculously fast on that track right now. I, I don't doubt be. it. Be I don't an, doubt it. It'd be an awesome show. I hope. They figure out a way to piggyback onto it because there's cars racing there this weekend. The World of Outlaws is going to be there in a couple weeks. I mean, the dirt's been there for a while, mm -hmm. a few weeks leading up to it. So why not use it for another event and it'll happen. put another race on the schedule? Pretty I hope sure, so. Pretty sure it'll happen. I mean, all the people that they need to know to make that happen, they know. So uh, it should, right, should, right. should definitely happen, and even if it doesn't. Like just to have dirt track and eyeballs watching dirt track on that level. Right. I think that was right. the coolest thing for me. And dude, just yep. the pictures from that weekend do more than the video ever will. I just, just seeing yep. like modern day NASCAR cars on dirt, on dirt. in Bristol, in Bristol, tore up. like tore up fenders missing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Like that's, I don't know. I, I loved that as a former NASCAR employee, as somebody who spent X amount of years with motorcycles racing on dirt and learning that whole right. world of racing. Like, yep. it was like this crazy thing for me. All right, enough about that. Let's get into this week's episode. Uh, we've been oh, hold on what we, we we didn't talk about Pastrana. There's a few oh, things on yeah. online. We, we talked about it earlier, but yeah. we haven't talked about it since we got here into the intro. We saw Pastrana and some social uh, media posts with Ryan Sipes down there at Moto Anatomy. Uh, Pastrana was on a, a flat track bike number 43 at Simeo Lewant, the rider from Brazil who lives down there in Gotha, Florida now. But uh, Pastrana was on his bike. Ryan Sipes was giving him some pointers. Maybe we'll see Pastrana give it a go one more time. I have way too many questions about this. I like just watching that video spawns so many other questions. Like what's going on right. there? Is he going to race some flat track? Why is he on the 43? Like, is yep. Sipes going to come back and race some? Like, and even if they're just involved for, I know, social content, I'm stoked about that because it's the same reason to Bristol. Yeah. It brings eyeballs to what we're doing. Right. And Sipes, I would like to see him at the Atlanta Super TT. That That's going to be a lot more road racing style, but yep. also he's good at motocross too. So I think he would do really well there. Pastrana has tried flat track back. I think I was still racing when he tried it. He didn't even make the cut to make it to the night show. There was like 110 or 120 guys. And they took the fastest 60 to the night show. He didn't make that cut, but he just, he jumped on a bike and tried it. He didn't practice. He didn't train. He didn't work with anybody else uh, enough leading up to it. And I think he could, you know, be competitive, but he needs seat time. Yep. Yep. And, and it's great. Like I said, to see other, 
other disciplines coming and trying flat track. Uh, and it may not be the only person that does that. Like we've seen a, a couple of other riders from other disciplines come on and, and try some stuff, right? Obviously, JD Beach is, yep. has been racing full time with us now. Um, and granted, he came from flat track, but um, it, it's it's eyeballs and it's attention uh, either way and bringing, bringing <clears throat> people to the sport that might not have watched it a year or two ago. So. Well, and, and Ryan Villapoto's tried it a little bit. Mm-hmm. A few other motocross guys have been trying it. I heard Ricky Carmichael has a little bit of interest in it. Um, we'll have to wait and see. You, you just never know. I may even start running through the paddock there during those motocross events and asking them about flat track just to mix it up a little there bit. There you go. Why not? That'd be, that'd be awesome. They'll probably be like, who maybe, the hell maybe is this do that. guy? Maybe should do that on Left Out. Let's do it. I'm in. hey Aside from all the th- cool things like that, I mean, it's it's cool to see that social content when we have these off weeks. Um, it's cool to see the riders um, sharing a lot more. It, to me, it looks like the riders are sharing a lot more than they have, and I feel like we've said that year after year. I don't know if that's social media in general or just the nature of what the sport is evolving to, um, but it's good to get that out under the helmet content from riders to see who they are. Absolutely. Uh, you want to get and, into and this I week's think, episode? I think, I, think, I think we could say that we kind of helped start that. <laughs> to some extent helping people understand who they are outside of the helmet maybe there you go. But, i like that i like it and when we post their pictures every friday <laughs> we post a picture without their helmet without so their helmet see what they look like there you go boom absolutely go. all right so I, I was gonna say let me get off my soapbox you're not on a soapbox it's all right we do right. so this week's guest is a guest we've wanted to have on for a minute third generation no he had there are three generations in the family he is the second right second Correct. generation uh, there is a whole lot of dude i'd heard that it runs in the family with this family i didn't have yep. any idea how much how like real that was or what that really meant um super cool to right. hear uh, once we got into it talking about kevin barnes uh number 89 right which yeah. i i didn't know about this until uh you told me when we were down for bike week 89 upside flipped upside down. down is his son 68 68 um so that's super yeah. cool easy easier to, to buy numbers that way i guess <laughs> you don't have to buy eights and sixes or eights and nines however you look at it right it's always good for me because like i know a lot of the stars today like i know his son more than i know him really um right so it's good to hear and we had a little help from our buddies bert sumners with some with some data I always love getting some nuggets from uh from bert uh to help with these yep. interviews but uh but yeah man i just just hearing him talk through those things you get a little bit more context for who he was as a racer um and i kind of know him and i have a, a con- couple conversations as a as a human um but hearing what kind of racer he was is always kind of cool um for some of these he, older riders you know he was he was a very, he was and still is a very good rider and you got to remember the generation of racers he raced with yeah. you, know, you got parker carr atherton will davis uh moorhead and and others who ran up front every week and for him to even make main events was tough yep but to win four grand nationals during his career was amazing he was uh, uh always a true gentleman on and off the track uh he doesn't have any enemies out there he's a he's a great guy and i think this is going to be a good interview yeah looking forward to it let's give him a shout mr kevin barnes hello Revan Kevin Barnes. Yo, what's happening? What's Not much. What are you up to? Oh, chilling, waiting on you. <laughs> waiting on me? Oh my gosh, man. I hate that. All right. Well, I hadn't seen you since Daytona. Um, it seemed like we kept running into each other during that down there. I know it was considered bike week, but I don't feel like it was 
Like, I didn't even go down to Daytona. I didn't even see what, what was going on down there. <laughs> you never even got downtown. This probably, no, I did. I'd say this year was probably the most time I got downtown. Was really? Check things out. Yeah, that's, it's been a long that's time. Cool. That's Every, cool. Everything's changed down there. I got you. Well, uh, did you have a good bike week? I mean, I know you got to race a little bit, and, of course, your son raced. Yeah, yeah, had a pretty good week down there. Got to run the Rotex at Volusia, and uh, had a great got a great time doing that. Man, I think it's fun, a fun ride. You, I, you, you won by at least a half a lap. Did you even look back at all? <laughs> Do you know that? I figured I had it decently. I know. I didn't know it was that far ahead. I didn't. But uh, was, I didn't hear huge. anything, didn't see any shadows, so I <laughs> felt like I had a decent lead. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. Well, uh, but, uh, recall, we called to talk about you. I, I, I mean, we've had your, your son on before, but we're going to have him in his own episode. But this one is all about you. Are you ready? Yeah, right on. All right. So where were you born? Man, I was born in the big old city of Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Did, did you grow up, uh, grow up right there, too? Uh, no. I was born there because uh, my father's family farm was close by, and my parents happened to be there at my grandmother's house, and that's where I went. <laughs> it was the closest hospital then. I got you. But uh, now I, I grew I grew up in uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania, and uh, for twenty four years, and then then uh, Ryan came along, and we moved to New Holland, Pennsylvania. Lived there for right. a while. I gotcha. What's it what's it like growing up in Pennsylvania? I mean, all I hear is all these fast guys are from Pennsylvania. I know there's a lot of, of sprint car racers that come from PA also, but what's it like growing up in PA? That's pretty cool. There I mean there's a lot of tracks around here, so that that's definitely helpful for a motorcycle racer. I tell you, I think we come from AMA District Six and I put that district against any of the districts in the country, really, as far as dirt track goes. Uh so many fast guys come out of the area, so but it all it all falls back on the promoters too, like folks like uh, Dow Bear and the Bear family that keeps promoting the races, keeps Star Trek alive, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's it's definitely big. I know they they ran a local race last weekend. So I don't remember Speedway had 100, 190 riders, and wow. just for a local local district event. And uh, they got a full packed schedule this year. I mean, like every weekend till July, I think they got something going on, a district wow. race, which, is, which awesome. is really good. And yeah. before, when I grew up, we never had, I mean, we only had like two or three tracks that we went to. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a place called Pine Grove, Flying Dutchman PA, Trailway Speedway. Went to a track down in Delaware two times, Seaford Speedway. But uh, now we got small, short tracks. We got medium-sized short tracks we got big short tracks we got half miles there's tts uh of course piston poppers which is a staple uh, right. tt race every year and uh so it's definitely good for riders right now you know that are coming yeah. up in our yeah. area i mean there's a ton of experience to get gain yeah that's cool i know i always announce it that that Ryan's a third generation flat tracker. That means your dad is also a racer and your cousin raced too. But way back at the beginning, how old were you when you first started riding motorcycles? I myself was riding at four years old, 1978 JR50 Suzuki, first boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> junior 50. That's what we used to call him. <laughs> yep. 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 That's cool. So it was kind of so, cool when I did. I got that factory ride from Suzuki, so it was kind of full circle for me there a little bit. You know, first bike was yeah. a Suzuki, and then 
getting on a factory Suzuki team. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. So where was your first race at? Do you remember? Uh, my first race was uh, the, the CT at Piston Poppers. Wow. Uh, yep. I How'd you do? I'm trying to, I was probably like 84. I rode a YZ60 and I rode it yeah. in the 80 class. And uh, to tell you the truth, I went through practice. I think I got to the heat race and everybody's on 80s and I, you know, I'm all nervous on this little 60 and they're all flying by me real quick. And then I think I, I ended up running off the track in the one sweeping turn and uh-huh. uh, down in the thorn bushes I went. I remember the flagman trying to get me out. He's cursing because he's getting stuck with all these thorn bushes. <laughs> I got I got like wedged in there. I couldn't even fall over. It was so thick. Yeah. And uh, that that was it. I didn't even I quit after that. <laughs> so so that was the end of the race. But but you must have had fun to want to go back, right? Yeah, it was about a year later that I that I came back again to try it again. That's then it right. finally stuck. Yeah, right. so I, I quit for a couple months and then I came back, and uh, yeah, then it finally stuck. Racing so, an 80, you know, of course, all these kids today, they run on 50s. I only yeah, started exactly. running, you know, in the 80 class. Right, right. So did you did you grow up going to racetracks with your dad? I mean, I don't know, you know, when he quit and when you when you started racing and stuff like that. Did you, did you, do you remember ra- watching your dad race? Uh, no, never got to see my dad race. Um, maybe like hair scrambles, stuff like that, but, uh, and some road racing, vintage road racing, but I never got to see him back in his heyday now. Uh, my, uh, little backstory about the Varnes family. My dad comes from 13 brothers and sisters, wow. seven brothers and, uh, six of the brothers raced. So I had six uncles that all raced motorcycles Oh my and, gosh. uh, three national numbers. My, my uncle, Freddie, who, who's passed away. He was a national number. My uncle Eddie, which is my cousin, Mike's father, uh, national number. And then my dad. So there was three three brothers that had not national numbers back you know wow. back in the sixties. That's amazing. And, uh, of course, then my cousin, I had multiple cousins that raced. Uh, I have an older brother, Jimmy Jr. He raced. I didn't got know an older that. Sister. Yep, I got an older wow. sister, Judy. She actually raced once. <laughs> Little wow. MX80. Dude, yeah. it sounds just like so. my family. I mean, my grandpa, my my. My grandma never raced, but my dad, my uncle, my two aunts, and then, of course, my aunt's husbands both raced a little bit of something there, and, and my cousin. So I just don't have a kid that raced. Otherwise, we're just identical, man. This is crazy. <laughs> Carbon copy. Yeah. yeah. The race has definitely nuts. been in the blood. Yeah. Uh, my Uncle Bill is, is the oldest brother. He started racing in 1956. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of where the Barnes racing started, 56. Since 56, anyway. So did you travel a lot with, with your cousin? Uh, I mean, I, I know you guys were at the same races a lot, but did you guys travel together? Or are you guys on separate teams or how'd that uh, work out? We did travel a lot. I mean, uh, back when we were amateurs, we, we traveled a lot together. I, w- I went with him and my uncle Ed a lot. Uh, my father ha- had a motorcycle shop. And uh, so he wasn't able to get to a lot of the races on the weekends. So my uncle Ed would take us boys and go racing and uh then once we got in the professional and started you know moving up through the ranks and he kind of had his own team and then i went with my own team too so right on but, and then a lot of people don't know your mom was deeply involved too like when i was racing she was always working for the you know the, in the ama pro trailer or the ama pro wherever she was always at the races too <laughs> yep yep so i guess they figured if they were coming to the races she would uh 
put herself to work anyway. Keep her mind <laughs> off me, Grayson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she was for forever the District Six. Uh, she would make the District Six cards, you know, for the dirt track side okay. of it. She did that for a lot of years, and then of course went started working for AMA Pro Racing, and then did that for well, I don't even know how long, at least twenty years. Yeah, and, I was gonna uh, say as long as I can remember. Yeah. So they they've always been a part of it. And even my dad then he started doing uh AMA Pro Racing Tech. He would work the tech line. So yep. they were both involved, heavily involved with racing and motorcycles. Let's talk about your amateur career just a little bit. Do you have a favorite amateur race of your career? Ooh, favorite amateur race. Uh one that sticks out in nineteen eighty eight, we went to the amateur nationals in Castle Rock. Washington. Mm-hmm. It was myself, Georgie Price, uh, Randy Shang, um, you know, District Six riders. We made the, the long three thousand mile journey or wherever it was that took out to Castle Rock, Washington. That was that was a, an adventure in its own. No and, kidding. Uh, was able to win the uh, eighty eight one twenty five amateur national championship. I was That's going cool. against guys like uh, I remember Jake Zemke there, JP Simonson, uh, a lot of a lot of fast. West Coast guys were there. And that no was uh, that was pretty cool. And then getting the yeah. ride, you know, Castle Rock TT, that was that was pretty badass. Yeah, of course. So when you're growing up in District Six, you know, and just coming up through the ranks still as an amateur, who were some of the top guys that were there that you would look up to? Uh, when I was a kid, well, like professional ranks, it was uh, when I was an amateur, it was Randy Texter, uh, guys like Eric Roush, Rodney Ferris. They were they were kind of the three guys that I looked up to because I knew they they were running a lot of the professional races, and they were national numbers, and uh, of course Ronnie Ronnie was super fast, and uh, but uh, Randy Randy actually gave me Lancaster Harley Davidson. They gave me my first opportunity on a twin. Cool. Uh, in my rookie year, I got to awesome. ride a, a bunch of races with them. So. so- when you made the, when you made the decision to go from amateur to pro, how hard was that transition for you? Uh, I didn't think it was that hard. I mean, I ran back in you know because back in the day we had pro am junior class. I was I got to run the last year of the junior class, the yellow plates in '92. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have advanced earlier, but I stayed because uh, basically back then we didn't have a twin. To run if you didn't have a twin you weren't going to move up uh then 93 was my rookie year but i wanted to i was hungry to go you know i wanted to advance you know right. i wanted to see see what how i stacked up against to get the best guys you know yeah that was, that was always the goal but uh if, if if i remember right your rookie year when you turned expert in 93 you got the whole shot the daytona short track yeah, yep. I sure did. That was a. It was. We used to run three nights down there. The first night was like a Thursday, and we ran mm-hmm. a regional, and then we had yep. the 600 national Friday, and then the Grand National would always be Saturday. But that was the Friday night 600 national, which was basically everybody was riding it. You know, the one nobody that wasn't riding that night. Right. And uh, got the whole shot in the main event. Just long enough for Dave Honey to get that picture. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Chris Carr passed me right away, and then I ran second pretty much the whole race until, uh, until shoot, I think, 
halfway through there was a red flag and then uh man it all fell apart for, for me then i thought i had a flat tire i ended up finishing like 12th or 13th or something like that oh man but i know the day before at the regional i got third i, I got the podium out and it was the same deal it was danny ingram won it chris carr was second and i was third but it was all three of us or you know right on each other so that was awesome that was definitely cool yeah, I sure miss that old Daytona short track for sure. It was such good oh, racing man, and always. Track. Yeah, yeah, it was such a good <laughs> yeah. way to kick off the season. Yep. So, yep. so you won you won your first national. You went pro in '93. You won your first national at Hagerstown, 1995, on a Honda, and that was also your very first podium. T- talk about that day. Uh, that was a good day. I, I look forward to that day ever since. Uh, well, go back to the beginning of '95. '94, uh, I rode for Babe May, the late Babe May. He gave me my kind of my shot, you know, and we went to every race that year. Missed the, I don't know, I think we missed like six main events by, you know, one spot. And uh, and then I caught, I guess I caught the eye of Johnny Goad, Johnny and Sarah Goad, and they, they were going to give me the opportunity to ride the Honda. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to ride the Honda. That's St. Blake's <laughs> Ricky Graham just won a championship on, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's, like yep. a, that's like a factory ride right there to me. <laughs> I was excited. And I told Johnny at the beginning of the year, it's like, I can win Hagerstown. I know I can. And, uh, cause being, you know, Pennsylvania, that was kind of our local national. And that was the one, you know, I wanted to win most because it was similar to a track that we grew up running on, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I felt, felt like I had a great chance there. And it, I tell you what, that day was, I remember it clearly. It was probably about 110 degrees <laughs> July. And they actually cut the main event back to 20 laps instead of 25 because it was so hot uh but i won the whole shot got the whole shot led the whole thing in fact they had a crane cam challenge race that was happening that year i won that but it was like it was like the perfect night really nothing yeah. nothing went wrong <laughs> that's amazing you went on to win your second national that same year in 90, 1995 at knoxville iowa also on the honda we still write you're still on the was it the USC team? Is that what that was when, when you're riding for John? Yeah. Yep. USC racing. I had, tell you what, here's another thing with Johnny Goad. I mean, I had Johnny Goad with all his knowledge. also had Terry Poovey as a teammate, mm-hmm. which was probably the best team I'd ever had. He helped me probably more than anybody. And, uh, and then late Ricky Graham, he was on the team. So man, three, two, two big icons, you know? Right on the wow. same team, I could pull from their experience. That was that was a big help. And, and you didn't let Terry teach you how to smoke cigarettes, did you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got a great picture of him though. In the, I got a great black and white picture from the pits at Lima, and uh, we're all just kind of busy. And there's Terry smoking a cigarette probably right before the main event. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I remember he smoked a cigarette and throw it out, and then put his helmet on, and then exhale with his helmet on. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, nuts. Crazy. I can see so, him doing it too. Yeah, so two icons as teammates, you know, like you just said. What did you What did you talk about? What did you learn from those guys? Uh, it was easy to talk to Terry. Terry was a better communicator than Ricky. Ricky just kind of showed you. You know what I mean? Right. He, he didn't really talk about it. This is like, yeah, just do it like this. <laughs> but uh. Funny story about Ricky Graham when he when I f- first knew he was going to be on you know riding again and he said he would call me right of course he's California time 
and I'm East Coast time, mm-hmm. but he would call me on his time, like 10 o'clock at night, which is like midnight, one o'clock in the morning for me. <laughs> and of course, my, I'm sleeping in bed. And my dad, you know, hey, Ricky's on the phone again. It's like, geez, I'm waking up. It's like, yo, Ricky. It's like uh, one o'clock in the morning here. What are you doing? Like, oh, is it? It's like he didn't know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was He's funny. Rick, but I missed some conversations, you know. You know, yeah. you, you don't think about it then. But I, if I could talk to him at one o'clock in the morning again, I sure would. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, let's move up to uh, third at Daytona short track behind Will Davis and Rich King in 96. So it seemed like you had Daytona figured out. Yeah. Like I said, I, I mean, I was, when we ran pro-am, pro sport, uh, novice, or I mean, uh, junior, I ran road taxes, you know, that's what we, that was our bread and butter. That's what we grew up on. And uh, we only got to run really Daytona and Peoria at that time for uh, riding, riding the road taxes. And, uh, and I love riding the short track. To me, short tracks were my favorite race, you know, I like half miles too, but I always like riding the short track. And, uh, and then Daytona being the, you know, the biggest, the kickoff of the year, everybody's there, you know, it was real exciting to be there. Uh, Yeah. That that was the one I wanted to win the worst. But I, yeah. did, I didn't get it till a long time later. I thought right. I could win a lot sooner, but it came. It finally came, but it came later. Wow! In 1996, you went on to the Peoria TT and won the 600 National, beating out two legends, Andy Tresser and Davey Camlin. And then Andy Tresser, two months later, went on to win his his one and only National that day. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember how that went down? 600 National, yeah, yeah. That, Peoria Short Track. That's that's a fun black track too. Oh. Oh, it's the short track. Corners. I thought you won the. I thought you won the TT though. That was the Peoria short no, track. No, no, it was the Peoria short track the night before. Yep. Yeah, heck, no way. It was I won no TT. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I was surprised. I got. Gotta, the, I got some, gotta be a short track. <laughs> I got some of these notes from Robert Sumner, and he said he just said Peoria, and I just assumed it was All the right. TT. I didn't know it was just the, the the short track, but that makes that makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Right. But uh. That was a, that was another good night too. I mean, it was a perfect night. Got the whole shot and, and led the whole thing. Funny story about that. I just got there was a guy on Facebook that was selling a bunch of memorabilia, a bunch of old posters, and uh, he he had a poster up for sale from the Peoria Short Track, 1996 that night, and it had my signature, Davies and Andy's signature on it. Wow. And I called the and I I called the guy, but it was like two hours later from when he posted it, and I was like. Man, this is Kevin Barnes. You know, I'd really love to have that poster. And he's like, "How do I know it's Kevin Barnes?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. Can I can I yeah. send you this, uh, my driver's license? What do you, what do you do?" <laughs> but he's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry, but I I kind of sold it already. But hang oh. on a second, let me let me get a hold of the guy, and maybe he'll let it go." And I'm waiting I'm waiting on pins and needles for like hours, and he finally got back to me. He's like, "Yeah, that, the guy said it. You deserve it. It's yours." I'm like, oh wow. man, thanks. That was that was pretty awesome. So I got it. Cool. I got a frame. Got a hanging, and I got a nice podium picture from us three in it. And, that's amazing. Uh, that's definitely pretty sweet. Yep. Heck yeah. Yeah. I, 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 he threw me off right there. I didn't think you'd have any any such memory like that. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> you won your yeah. You won your third national at the Charlotte Half Mile 2002. This time you're on a Harley Davidson. So do you remember that day? I do. Yep. That was for Babe DeMay. Uh, Memphis Shade team, 
I thought I'd win a lot more races between 95 and 2002, but it never worked out. But, right. uh, but Charlotte, another, another track similar to Hagerstown, high banked, you know, red clay. That's, that's kind of our bread and butter on the East coast. Uh, wasn't on the front row. I was on the second row in that race and just got really? a great start. Yeah. Wow. Got a great wow. start and I had to lead the first lap and, uh, then I led every lap, but it was close. It was close at the end. I knew Kenny Kulbeff was coming. He was, he was definitely probably the fastest guy that day, but he was on the fourth row because he had to switch a bike. <laughs> but, oh, and, uh, all right. That, that was enough. That was enough lead that I, I needed to, uh, to get the win because he was on my ass ready to finish. That's amazing. Uh, you won your fourth and final national at the Daytona Short Track on the Factory Suzuki. You kind of talked about it a little bit ago, but your your last Grand National victory is in 2006. What'd that mean to you to win at Daytona finally and again to do it on the Factory Suzuki? Uh, that was so big. I mean, I was uh, if I didn't win another race, I was I was more than happy with that, which I didn't. I was perfectly fine with it. You know, wow. to win at Daytona, finally get that win at Daytona. And do it on a factory team that was that was big you know yeah uh, very exciting big race you know uh the thing was the night before that was a double header race i was leading the night before and we had, ended up having a mechanical and i didn't finish and uh so, so i was like man i was so bummed <laughs> yeah i thought that was going to be the final end of the night and then i was like no way man nothing's getting me down i can do it again you know, thank God there's two races so I can redeem myself the second night and uh, cool. it worked out. Cool. You won a race and you're happy with it being your last. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that before and describe that. That's pretty cool. Um, when did you decide to, to walk a, away from full-time racing? I know, you know, you, you, you know, you, you slow down a little bit and you, and you stop going to as many races, but when did you decide it was time to walk away? Uh, I think it didn't really hit me. I didn't know it at the time, but that's when Ryan was coming in to start racing and uh, uh, just had more fun going with him. Really. That's what it came down to. I lost, you know, once I got off the factory team, kind of bounced around with some privateer teams, it was okay, but I just wasn't having the fun and enjoyment as I did, as I do taking Ryan to the races. And uh, he was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to be riding no more. If if he ain't going to be in a hundred percent, you know, there ain't, there ain't no point in doing it really well, in my, yeah. my opinion and i also told I've, I've been told if you're not doing it 100 percent, you're not focused 100 percent. you have a better chance of getting hurt you know something will That's happen it. it seems like you know yep yep get out before the big one <laughs> yeah absolutely what was it like yeah what was it like having so much family at the races during your you know your entire career i made it easier for sure uh uh, definitely, I don't know, it kind of, you know, it helps for sure. Uh, you know, my mom and dad were always there, so we didn't always have to, you know, worry about traveling with somebody. We always had somebody to travel with. Yeah. And uh, just it just made the day go easier, you know. Does, you, does your dad ever have a bad day? I think every time I've ever seen him, he always has a <laughs> smile on his face. He's always happy. I tell you what, he's always talking to somebody too. I don't think the guy ever sits down. <laughs> you know what? That, that keeps Usually him going. When, he, going. when they roll, when they roll into the pits, wherever the parking is, it's an hour till he gets to our pit. You know, because he's got to talk to everybody on the way. <laughs> and it's still, and that's the same to, to this day, right? 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's probably even worse now. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so when we started this conversation, you talked about riding the Rotax down there at Savannah, but you've also been riding the Bull Tacos a lot lately. Do you like riding the Bulls? I do. Yeah. At first, I was a little. Eh, it's not my generation, you know. But uh, I learned to love them, man. Those things are great. They handle so good. They're a blast to run. Uh, love giving Charlie Roberts shit. You know, I don't care. I don't care what I finish. If I finish second to last, as long as I beat Charlie Roberts, I'm I'm happy. There you go. That's golden. That's but golden. It's, it's fun, man. We all we all kind of bust on each other. It just makes it fun, you know. Yeah. What What's it going to take to beat Ronnie Jones, man? He was on fire down there. Ooh, Ronnie's definitely tough. Yeah, I thought I had for, something for him the next the second night down there, but we seized her. And uh, yeah. yeah, Ronnie's Ronnie's going to be tough. We're all. I mean, I'm in for Texas. We're going to be running at uh Fort Worth there that's the next bull taco race yeah yeah and uh I'm, I'm sure Ronnie will be there for that but uh it's cool. fun it's it's all good fun you know it's it's all for a good cause too just to help bring awareness to the class of 79 they do a lot of a lot of great stuff and uh helps a lot of people so, right on that actually my, my boys were direct you know recipients uh in their amateur because they they don't doesn't matter if you're a professional or amateur they'll help you you know if you're hurt right yep so yep. yeah, it's definitely a good deal. It's incredible. Um, so back to Ronnie, just one more question. Is it, is it his bull taco or is he just out riding you? Uh, they got some speed. They definitely got some speed. I know some inside stuff now. So. All right. All right. So we're, we're uh, don't get me wrong. Ronnie's a hell of a rider too. Yeah, Ronnie's true. definitely a hell of a rider and he rides it to the full potential, but they got some that's, speed in them bikes. That's true. So you've been for some great teams and some legendary tuners. Who was your favorite person to 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 ride for? Uh, Dave Demay. Yeah, he was he was just a fun guy. Yeah, you know, uh, he was never bashful. You know, even with he stuttered so bad, but he wasn't afraid to talk to anybody. That's, that's awesome. Uh, awesome. And when. Because the funny thing is that actually the the Memphis Shade truck that uh, Dan Bromley is is coming into the you know to the nationals this year that was brand, we, he bought that truck brand new back in two I think it was oh two yeah when I rode for Babe uh, I got to ride in that truck that was we took it to Daytona for the first maiden voyage wow. and uh, the thing don't have no air ride it's all oh. spring suspension right oh, so man. we're going down the road and things bouncing just bam, 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 hitting all these, you know, these concrete expansion joints. And the thing's just, and I'm, I'm stuttering I'm, as I'm talking, you know. And I look over <laughs> at Babe, and he's talking clear as day. Took the stutter right out of him. <laughs> That's it's like, bam, babe, this truck's a little, little, little rough. He's like, and he looks at me, he's like, man, there ain't nothing wrong with this thing. What's, what's, what's the problem? I was like, holy shit, it took the stutter right out. <laughs> That's the oh, best I've heard today. <laughs> that was good. That's awesome. Got to awesome. talk to Johnny Murphy. Johnny Murphy does a good, good Dave May impression too. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll have to do that. So, uh, so, some little birdie told me to ask you about a story that you lost the front end going down the straightaway at Savannah. Do you do you know what somebody's Ooh. talking about? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was on a Rotex, uh, yeah. adjustable front end. You know, with the cups, the bottom clamp on the triple tree the bolts backed out and i was coming down the front straightaway wide open about Ooh. just past the start finish line that that clamp you know broke loose 
and the front end kind of pivoted like a like a chopper and then uh, the, it dropped and then the dug the uh, exhaust dug into the ground and as soon as i hit the ground man it, it chucked me over the handlebars I, I pretty much ripped off the whole front end i'm flying through the air with my hands still on the handlebars <laughs> with the front end hanging on and, to uh, it. yep and uh crashed pretty hard going into turn one that was probably the hardest one of the hardest hits i ever took so not, was that me out. i was, I was, was that the end of that bit. yeah was that the end of that day or did you have a spare set of leathers and a, and a whole nother bike to ride no that was the end of that day i, br- I busted my shoulder up pretty bad i ended oh, up gotcha that was the first time i didn't go to daytona i actually left savannah uh was driven to orlando to fly home <laughs> that's kind of yeah. out of the way <laughs> yeah. yeah whatever it takes whatever, way, but, yeah, right. whatever it takes right yeah because right. the racers the other racers aren't going to turn around to take your ass home you got to come with us and then you find your way home <laughs> yeah. i know at the beginning of the trip it's like nobody wants to go home now right exactly because <laughs> they're just getting started it's yeah. time to go make some money time to go racing and then i got <laughs> one more silly question from that same little birdie and uh they told me to ask you about the time you went the wrong way on I-95? <laughs> I know who that little birdie is now. Little's a key word. <laughs> yeah, right. The little birdie from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell, tell me the story. Uh, well, uh, it was, I'm sure there's other people that have done it. I can't be the only one. Right. That got gas, you know, early in the morning, hop on the highway, start driving, and about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 miles later, why am I going the wrong way? Right. <laughs> Should be heading south, heading north. Got on the wrong exit. Well, I at think, least you know, you switch drivers, you wake up, you're kind of sleepy. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. At least you're at least you're on the right side of the road, not going the wrong way down the wrong side of the road, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Could have been a lot That's worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, still, you, you still made it to the races on time, though, right? Hey, I got I got left behind at a track already. <laughs> we, uh, another Fl- oh. Florida trip. That's when All we right. ran uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Yep. Asphalt race. Yep. Uh, after getting going up to get paid, you know, after the races, shooting the shit with everybody, I had my mom, my dad, my wife Ryan when he was a baby. Uh huh. I think my my sister and her husband were all in our motorhome. Yeah. And they took off. They left with me. Well, that's what's happening. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> started heading to Daytona. I started looking around. I was like, where, hey, where's my truck? Where's everybody at? They took off. And that was before cell phones. So there wasn't right. no calling. You know, it's like, what so the what hell? Do do? I ended up getting What'd a ride do? with, uh, I went with Mike Hacker. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Spent the night. Wow. He said, hey, come on for me. All right. We'll meet him up next day. Man. <laughs> they didn't even turn around and come get you. Nope. Gotcha. Didn't even know. They thought I was in there the whole time. <laughs> Speaking of hacker, he's got a race coming up here pretty soon. You gonna be racing that one? He does. Nah, I ain't gonna be able to make it. I'd like to, but uh, not not gonna be able to go. I got gotcha. you. Is 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 Ryan going, or you guys gotta stay stay home and work on stuff? Uh, I know I am. I don't, I'm not sure if he is or not. I I really don't know. Going, I got gotcha. you. He didn't tell me. All right. He don't tell so, me things. <laughs> I hear you. I, I got one of those too. Yeah, I got one of those kids too. So that brings I'm up Graham's last question. To know. Yeah, exactly. That brings up <laughs> Graham's question, and and uh, she said the Varnes uh, Racing family has been around for a very long time. Do we have another generation coming up after Ryan? Ooh, boy, I don't know. 
You'd have to talk to Ryan. <laughs> right, right. I, I was just trying to get the inside. Uh, but I do have I do have another son. I, I got a youngest son, Tyler Barnes. So we got okay. we got two boys. So we got two chances. All right. Uh, and then my cousin Mike also has a little boy, Cole Barnes, who's actually doing some racing right now. Okay. Uh, some flat tracks, some hair scramble stuff. So cool. we got we got some up up and comers here. Got to keep it going. I'd love to see one more generation of national numbers. I think that would be so cool. Heck yeah. We'll see. We'll see what Like I said, you have to work on Ryan. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll have, to, I'll have to bust his chops a little bit for Graham. Find that out. Yeah. Um, there you we're, go. We're about, we're about done with our episode, but I mean, I feel like I, t- I could talk to you forever. You got some great stories, but uh, it's time uh, for uh, rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. All right. What's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? Ooh, Honda RS750. All right. Do you have one of those by by any chance? No, I wish. Nope, it <laughs> I could right? retire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so next up, be your, what's your favorite racetrack? Um, well, I got I don't know. I can't pinpoint it to one. Daytona's for sure, but I also like Hagerstown. Okay. Or Daytona short track, I should say. There you go. There you go. Mid- Who's your Mid- favorite stadium? There you go. Yeah, the old one. Yep. Who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Ooh, favorite. Man, I don't know if I got a favorite. Okay. Ricky Graham's got to be right at the top of the list for sure. Absolutely. Yep. I know that's a tough one. Who's your favorite person yeah. to go bench racing with? Oh, that's got to be Sammy. All right. <laughs> I love it. What's your favorite trophy you've ever won? It's got to be the Hagerstown Trophy, which is my first national win. All right. What does uh, it look like? What does it look like? It's pretty cool. It's a plaque, but it had a clock in it. And uh, and actually, quick story about that. Our house burned down a few years back, and I that clock got melted out. Right. Wow. But the yeah. plaque was still good because it was the first annual uh, Rodney Ferris Memorial race. And uh, but the clock melted away. And uh, but the I won the junior national there in '92. And that, uh-huh. I, I won a clock for that, so I, I put that 92 clock in the Grand National plaque. Nice. So I got the clock, a clock back from the same track. <laughs> so it's not the factory model, but it's a little reproduction. I love it. That's cool. Yep. Uh-oh. It's pretty Somebody, close. Some, somebody's chiming in, I hear somebody. Oh, is it me? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I heard, I dog, dogs are barking. Dogs are barking. <laughs> Who's the next first-time champion? It could be in any class. You think you think Varnes would be the next champion, or who you got? Ooh, Ryan's a good pick for the production class. Um, if I would say like 450 class, I kind of like the Trent Low kid. He's going pretty good. Yeah. Um, who else we got? Grand National class, Super Twins class. I would say uh, either Robinson or Van. Uh, probably Vanderkoop. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any, any guesses in the singles class or? Uh, well, I would say Trent Lowe, maybe. Okay. All right. I got you. So looking yeah. back, what lessons are more valuable during your career? The lessons you learn on the track or the lessons you learn off the track? Uh, I would say off the track. Okay. Learned a lot from Sarah, Sarah and how the business side of things, you know? Yeah. Right on. Which still helped me today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And our last question, we borrow this one from Dave Despain. What are you most proud of? Mm. Uh, let's see. Probably most proud of, you know, watching my kids, you know. I get more enjoyment out of 
seeing Ryan race and his achievements more than any of my achievements, more than winning any national, you know, watching Ryan win Springfield mile in yeah. production class. Yeah. That was, that was top tops for me. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Yep. So speaking of Ryan, we didn't get to talk about that much, but uh, his program, is it the same as last year? Is it, you got you know, more people helping out, different people helping you out or, or what's his program like for the, for the rest of 21? Uh, it's kind of work in progress. He was, we were shooting for a super twins ride uh, at the beginning of the year. And then, uh, that kind of fell through. And then basically we're kind of maybe putting a little jam at the beginning of the year, trying to get our own stuff ready. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we were able to get two bikes going. And as far as I know, we're going to be competing in production twins class, same, same Kawasaki twins that we ran last season. And, uh, continue campaigning those for this for this year cool how do you how do you pick and choose what other races you want to do like besides the nationals uh just depending on i don't know nothing set in stone we just uh if we got an open weekend and we've got equipment available we can go racing right on uh yeah no nothing really uh concrete right on we're kind of seat of our pants, you know, Friday. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, let's go to this race. Okay. Let's go let's, right. let's load up and hit the, hit the highway. Yep. Load up. Sammy, where you at? Up. Can you make it? Yeah. Load up, grab Sammy and let's go. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. Are there any races for you guys before Atlanta? Uh, there is, there's a couple, uh, district races, district six stuff. We'll, we'll probably run. Uh, I know I plan on running. So I, got, I got to get ready for uh, for my bull taco race. Yeah, the grudge <laughs> man shape. Yeah, you that's go. right. But uh, I know right after uh, uh, Atlanta, Ryan Ryan also he's a college student and he's graduating college this year. So awesome. He has a commencement ceremony going on May eighth. Graduates from oh. Penn State, so that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Very cool. Well, we definitely appreciate the time. Before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Sure. I'm going to thank you guys. You guys do a hell of a job. Appreciate everything you do. Right on. Even Chris, the, the silent man, silent <laughs> partner. <laughs> silent partner behind the scenes. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, I just know that whenever I see you guys, I stop through your pit area. You guys are always having fun. You always got a smile on your face, and I, I love that about you guys. And, uh, man, I've been a fan of yours and a friend of yours for a long time, and, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, man, appreciate it. And I uh, wanted to ask you what took you so long. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've only had 180 episodes, Kevin. I mean, we're, we're no. not gonna rush into things, well, you know. I should have been with episode 189. I should have just waited a little bit. Oh, should we? We should. We should just, you know, just say this and replay it for 189. Yeah, there you go. Oh man. Hey, again, th- right thanks for your time. Good job. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thanks, Kevin. We'll talk to you yes, soon. All right. All right. Have See a good you. one. That was some quality story time. I, I hadn't heard some of those stories. That was that was fun. I was laughing pretty good. Dude, like, I didn't expect half of that. Um, but, like, so many awesome stories, dude. From, like, <laughs> the whole... I, I, when did he go down the front straightaway with no front end? That's crazy. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I, I didn't get to go to Savannah very much when I was racing. I don't think I even ever raced there, but so I must have missed that one. It obviously wasn't a national. It was leading up to Daytona Bike Week. But the funny part of that story to me was 
they didn't fly him home from there. He rode in a car from to there Orlando. all the way down to Orlando to a big airport to fly home because no drivers and nobody's turned around to take his butt back to Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Um, I and, love it. Yeah, that's good stuff. And want to give a shout out to our buddy Sammy uh, for a couple little insights on that one uh i've, I've been yep. pinging sammy all week trying to get on the line with him to talk about <laughs> some questions to ask him so we got a couple good ones in there from sammy if you couldn't tell that's who our special little birdie was uh but yeah right. it's a great conversation i had uh the fort i was fortunate enough to spend some time with with kevin and, and ryan uh after the races in where were we savannah Volusia. Volusia. No, Volusia. It, it was Volusia. We went, so we went to eat at Castaways. Yeah. Right by the Astor Park Inn where me and my dad and, and our, our gang usually camp out and stay. And we went to go eat. It was me, you, Sammy, and Kevin Barnes, and Scotty uh, from North Carolina, Scotty Taylor. It was good times. Good stuff. Yeah, we had. Yeah. Uh, we actually saw somebody from the flat track world that we uh, sneaked a little something in on, but we won't talk about <laughs> that anymore. Let that let that just yes. be a little tiny teaser. Yeah. Saw somebody awesome. very special in the flat track community. Got a couple questions in with him. Ooh, I kind of gave it away to him. Uh, oh, that's no. all I'll give away. Uh, but That's that will be in a future. World. That will be in a future episode, and I guarantee okay. you, right. everybody wants a part of that episode. Um, yeah. uh, anyways, enough about that. Great conversation. Awesome to get to know him. I think we should probably set up some time with uh, Ryan because we had him on, talked to him a little bit when he won, got his first win, but probably a little bit more to dive in on that point, part. And I don't yep. even who's the who's the who's his father? What's his name? Jim Barnes. Jim. Maybe have Jim on at some point. Yep. Sounds like he's. He's, a, he's definitely he's full of stories. That's what I'm yep. saying. If 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 uh, I don't know, and I'm serious. Every time I see him, every time I see him, he's always smiling. It's it's incredible. Gotta love people like <laughs> that, right? What do you got going on this weekend? <sighs> I have a new employee starting on Monday, so that is my weekend to make sure that all the T's are. You're crossed. gonna work. You're gonna work. Yeah, I know. Man, you need a real job. I mean, a better job. <laughs> I mean, a different job. I'm just kidding. Uh, I've I've done everything I can in the time that I've had this job to keep my work hours within my work hours, but I don't want to bring somebody on that's and not be prepared for it. So I'm spending the extra time this weekend to do that. All right. Got to set I people hear up. From you. Gotta I, I, I set gotcha. people right. up for success, Scotty. And sometimes that's more important than your own happiness. <laughs> no, I disagree. Uh, it's it's the nature of where I'm at. I've, I just have to do that this week, and then this weekend will be a lot of that. But hopefully, yep. after that new employee's up to speed, I can go back to enjoying life. Doing again. your own thing? Exactly. There you go. Or having right. more time for stuff like this, which is where I want to be. <clears throat> Good. Yeah, Good. what are you doing this weekend, Scotty? I'm doing some motocross. I'm announcing some motocross. Let me rephrase that. So uh, the Oklahoma State Championship Motocross Series is just down the road in Norman, Oklahoma, where the University of Oklahoma is, same town, uh, not too far from here, 20, 25 minutes from here. And Saturday is like uh, about eight classes, two motos each, so only 16 races. But then Sunday is like an all-day deal starting at 8 a.m. And uh, all the classes will be there, and it's a big day of racing. So uh, motocross this weekend. I love it, dude. Enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What else? That's about it, man. Just uh, trying to have fun, and uh, I'm ready for some more flat track already. <laughs> I know, Golly. Dude. Well, I'm, I might. Forever. I'm trying to make it up to VA 
Virginia for that one. Um, Are you really? I don't know if it's going to work out, but... Sammy Sabedra might be on the microphone, I heard. I definitely won't make it up Friday because my new employee starts Monday and I'm not going to be able to get up Friday off the first week that she starts when I'm happy to train in in the office every day. Um, But I may just get crazy and fly up there for Saturday. Who knows? Fly up there in your Jeep? No. Fly up there in a plane. (laughs) Okay. Why not? I don't know. They have those still, you know. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to get back on one. And go to Atlanta, May 1st. Be there. <laughs> All right. Um, right on. Well, well. keep keep it on four wheels. Unless yeah. you're on your bicycle, then keep it on two wheels. Don't be falling off anymore. No, I no haven't more, fallen no off since. No more scratches on the hands. Don't put that on like the that. universe. I'm almost 100% healed. I was oh, good. pretty good, and then Devin punched me right in the ribs. So. <laughs> good job, Devin. It was my fault. Like, I tried to pick her up. <laughs> when I oh. shouldn't have and her like instant gut reaction would just go Ugh! and it was like yeah. right in the rib that I broke it was not good but yeah. we're gonna be alright yeah, right. Um, yeah right. man, we're gonna have fun oh, this man. weekend you enjoy it enjoy the time doing some motocross yep. even though it's not flat track yep. it's still two wheels you're having fun it's still racing it's if you listen to this right. and you like it smash the like button give us a follow write us a review on iTunes I'm throwing it out there this week mixing it nice. up nice maybe next time Woo. you can do the whole spiel and then I can come up with a right word on. or saying. All right. Got to keep it fresh, Sounds Scotty. Good. Fresh. What else? Sounds good. See you guys next week. Talk to you next week. See our patrons next week right here. Peace. See ya. cry welcome in everybody deep thoughts with chris carter it's off the groove intro outro with scotty dubler and chris carter gonna break it down that's chris i'm scotty yeah oh yeah smooth jazz Two minutes away. Uh. 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 Got a gunshot in there? Gunshots, yeah. <laughs>